Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. We are so excited to have the Crip Zoo family. We're, we're getting, let's get them all up here. Where are they? This, this bunch loves you guys and appreciates what y'all are doing and prays for you and supports and is just, just really blessed and touched by, you know, what you're doing. These guys have been part of this church for, y'all were here two years, something like that. Before that, they were in uh, Nepal for 10 years. I mean, several of these. Which ones were born in Nepal? Just oh, just you. They were babies when we brought them. Babies. Malena just graduated. Malena, where's? Oh, there she is. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hiding over. Just graduated high school. Yay. Um, And and, uh, concert mom's back there. She'll always be concert mom to me. Barb is. uh, We all go way back 25 years. Yeah. Brother Jesse. but anyway, can you imagine, just think about this for a minute. You got two brand new babies and then you decide to move to Nepal for 10 years and raise the rest of your family there. It's a big deal. You know, th- this, is, this is where to me, stepping into your calling is a big deal, you know, and, and we're a church that wants to help you find out what your calling is and then do that. Oftentimes people do things just out of necessity, but if you don't know what it is, we'll help you, not tell you what it is, but help you walk through that process. But listen, there's nothing sweeter once you know what your calling is than stepping into it and obeying God and seeing the fruit from it. There are testimonies of it, even though it's challenging and difficult. So I thank you guys for just being an example of stepping into. I know that it's not easy. These kids are smiling today, but I know, I know it's not always smiles, but it's hard. And we value because it's for a kingdom purpose, and it's a big deal. And so we just appreciate all of you guys for that. So thank you. I'm going to sit down. You guys can take it away. Okay. You guys want a microphone, or y'all just want to share it? Yeah. So you can do an introduction. Okay. Show them some love. Thank you. This thing on. Happy to be here. Okay, great. Hello, everyone. Wow. Wow. It is so nice to be here with you guys in person. We watch almost every week online. Uh, from Thailand, and uh, shout out to all our online friends, Pat Page and Fam, and uh, all the people, I can't remember who they are right now, but all the people out there, our friends online, and, um, but uh, yeah, I'm Josh, this is Cassidy, we know lots of you, like, as if you're our family, Yes. but there's a lot of new people here, which is really amazing for us to see, and exciting to see, mm-hmm. and uh, Samuel, Milena, Maisie, and um, I just want to echo Clint and brag on my kids. They do awesome. And moving across cultures several times in their last in the last years, they've just done so well. It's God's grace in their yes, lives. And amen. of course, my wife too, being able to do that. <laughs> Growing up in Peachtree City and then going to the ends of the earth, it's not easy. There's no golf carts, but but it's just, she does great. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to honor my family. They do Thanks. so well. And um, But yeah, uh, first thing I wanted to teach everyone something fun we usually do at the beginning of church in Thailand. We say, you know how, kind of in some older churches, you might say, um, God is good, and then the crowd goes all the time. And then 
All the time, God is good. Well, there we, I'll teach you in Thai, okay? So, uh, God is good. We say, Prachau Di. Prachau Di. Prachau is God. Di is good. Prachau Di. Prachau Di. Okay? And then, all the time is, Dalod Wela. Dalod Wela. Sounds like the Lord, but it's Dalod. Dalod Wela. Means, means uh, all and wela is time. The Lord wela. Okay? So we'll say it. Prachaudi. The Lord wela. Okay? Then we'll go back and forth. Okay? Ready? Prachaudi. The Lord wela. The Lord wela. Prachaudi. Prachaudi. You messed it up. God is good, right? God is good. Amen. <laughs> All the time. So we always have fun saying that with our friends in Thailand when we get to speak or share. And, um, and so I uh, wanted to share that with you guys this morning. It's kind of fun, fun stuff. But do um, you guys have anything else you want to share today? Here's the, no? Show me your shirt. Okay. So you can see Thailand shape here. There we go. Yeah. Looking good. Why don't you guys just say hello in Thai? This is Clint's favorite. Raccoon raccoon crop. Sounds means like something you. else, but means I love you. Raccoon crop. <laughs> crop. No, it's not. Okay, it's crop. And we so, do. We love yeah. you guys, yeah. and we're so thankful to be here this morning. So, um, yeah, we just are so thankful to be back for this short trip. We're here for one month on this time, and this is our first trip back from Thailand. Just over two years we've been there. So um, we're excited to be back to share with you guys and tell you all the stuff that God's been doing. So it's exciting. Yeah. So, well, we can okay, great. Thanks, guys. Okay. I asked all of them to, to share this morning, but they, they didn't want to say so, so I'll do it. But no, we really are um, just, we really miss you guys. We miss being here this morning, being here. You know, online is nice, but it's not even close to the same, yeah. not even close to the same. And so we, we love being back here. We were here last week. I think we'll be here next week also. And um, it's just so fun to see friends and family and new people. And we'd love to meet you if you're new. We haven't met, well, two years isn't really new, but we haven't met some of you that have been here for over two years. So, um, but yeah, this morning, um, I just want to share, um, just like, you know, with our family, just an update of what's been happening. We've been in Thailand for the last couple of years. Like Clint said, uh, we, we lived in Nepal for 10 years. Shout out to the Nepal people. We've got some friends back there, Panels. They, they can share our, our memories um, and um, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Keep going for it. And um, they were also in Nepal. And so now uh, we were back here, and we were just, I mean, the kindness of God to connect us uh, with Clint and Sarah and Forward Church at the time we were back here. Um, it was really a, t a season for us of really just asking the Lord, what's, what is the next thing for us, and what should we be doing? And, and we know some of the the things you've put inside of us, but what does that look like in the future at this point? And um, 
And so, yeah, we just, you know, want to just thank you guys. Now that Sarah's back, Clint and Sarah, such an encouragement to us while we were here. And, um, you know, just being able to plug into a church that, you know, from the beginning, Clint, Clint saying, we're not, I'm not looking for you guys to plug into our programs. We want to, you to discover what God has designed you for and help you launch into that. I mean, it's so refreshing, isn't it? Who else is refreshed by that in this church? I mean, it's, it's, I've never heard another pastor say that. So, and I've been in a lot of churches in my life. So uh, we're just so thankful for you guys and, and the message that you're carrying. And it's an important message, and it's, it's awesome to see more people here. And I know there's a lot of online people that are tuning in and catching in also in that message. And uh, really, it's just the Bible message. It's just biblical. That's, that's all it is. It's not a new message. It's the old, it's the old original message. And uh, even... Um, yeah, it's the no-control method. And uh, it's beautiful. It gives you know, freedom, but freedom to become who you're made to be and uh, do things out of identity. It's so powerful. And that was such an encouragement to us. And then even as you started, uh, we started when we were still living here, um, the um, Who Do You Love book that you had and teaching and stuff, that really, I mean, it only took me about one week looking at that to be like, well, obviously, of course, I know. I don't have to go through this program. I'm going to go through the book. But it just was a reminder of what are those things that God has put in you that you can't deny that that's the passion he's put in you. You know, and that, uh, who, do you, who do you love? Who do you want to reach out to? Who do you want to minister to? Um, go for it. That's God's empowering and grace for you to do that. Um, and so soon after that, it really encouraged us to say yes again, um, kind of a second yes for our family, to go back uh, cross-culturally to the mission field and, um, and launch out to Thailand. And, um, you know, I'll, show, I'll talk a little bit about Thailand and stuff, but I really just wanted to say thanks to Forward Church, all of you guys, and uh, even just the, the way that you all helped encourage us while we are here and then launch us out, and so many um, unprecedented amount of people from one church uh, supporting financially and praying for us. Uh, we've never experienced in all our years uh, just the support and encouragement from you all. And it's, it mean, makes complete difference for us, means the world to us, and um, has been such an encouragement and enabled us to be there. And so we thank you all. And so everything we share today, everything I share today um, about what we're seeing God do, it's what you're seeing God do. You have a part in it. You share the fruit. We can't be there without you all. And, um, and so you, we all have a share in this. We're all part of the body. And so... We, we're saying yes to, we'll go right there in the front where there's people that have never heard of Jesus. And some of you that can't go there, we know you're here, either sending us financially, also praying for us, encouraging us. And we, can't, we, we do it together. It's a body and we do it together. So we want, just wanted to really, I wanted to really express thanks and just our gratefulness to you all as our family and um, how, how much it helps us. And so, thanks, man. And... Um, and so we, we love also talking about identity and finished work while we're in Thailand, even among the few churches that are there. Because, you know, religion is all the same, right? Whether it's Christian, Buddhist, <laughs> Hinduism, uh, Islam, the religious mindset, dead works, that I have to do something to become something or to get into something better or to escape my reality or escape pain or not be destroyed by demons or not be destroyed by the gods or whatever it might be, it puts us all in this cycle, this works mentality. And um, it's, it's so easy for, for 
we as Christians to also start thinking that way sometimes because that's for some, some reason we're kind of built that way that we think I have to do something. Um, that communion this morning was just so beautiful, just remembering Jesus accomplished it all. He finished the work. Uh, he removed all our shame. That's such a powerful message in, in Eastern cultures, that shame, uh, honor shame cultures uh, that we're working in. Uh, here we're more in, the, in the, the guilt and fear, and there it's the honor and shame. And, and uh, shame is just so heavy if I'm not doing enough. Um, and it's so freeing just to, just to be able to uh, accept humbly, like Clint was saying, humbly accept what Jesus has accomplished for us. So, bless you all, thank you all, and now we'll start. <laughs> but, um, Tori, thanks for sharing last week, man. This is like the, the one-two punch of evangelism and outreach, and I appreciate you setting me up really well. And if you haven't, didn't listen to Corey's message, go back and listen to last week. Um, Tori, I'm sorry. Tori's message um, last week. And Tori, you, you're a gifted evangelist. That's such a powerful and essential part of the body, and especially uh, encouraging people to reach out right where they're at in this place. Uh, there's lost people all around us, right? Um, let's, let's jump in. Let me, sh- let me share some updates. Um, we we um, grew up, Cassidy grew up here. I grew up in North Carolina. We met in Nashville. Um, in Nashville in 1999 is the first time I went overseas on a short trip. And yesterday I found this old journal I, was, I had written in in 1999. Couldn't believe I found it in this box of stuff we had in Barb's attic. And I'm looking through it, I'm like, oh my goodness, 23, 24 years ago, that it's the same stuff that the Lord was speaking to me and, and drawing me. And the, the first time I went overseas to Nepal and just that reality of seeing there are people that have never heard the name of Jesus. There are people who have never um, heard a clear presentation of the gospel. There are people in the world who have never met a Christian, who don't live anywhere close to a church. There are still places like this. When I encountered that as a 21-year-old preacher's kid, it really started to mess with my worldview. I'm like, I don't even know how to share the gospel with somebody who has never heard of Jesus. Where do you start? What do you do? How do you explain to them if they don't already have some kind of foundation or basis for um, what salvation is? And uh, so that kind of started me off on this, this journey and you know, praying in those next few years, really seeing that God is turning me from going into music stuff and going to reach unreached people, people who don't have the gospel. And um, so then we got married. A few years later, we moved to Nepal and um, just... We've just been so grateful to see how the Lord moves as we step in faith. And um, that's a principle for all of us spiritually. As you step out in faith in what God is kind of starting to give you vision for and putting in your heart, oh my goodness, He's so faithful. He's so good and so kind. And He comes through and He starts to show Himself strong for us. And um, He always does what He says He will in His Word. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. If it's in the Word, he, he says He'll do it. He actually does. Sometimes, sometimes we just need to step out into the unknown, into the, the, that moment where you're not sure if it's going to happen, but He is faithful. And um, that's another thing we were so blessed in Forward Church uh, as we were coming here, just that perspective shift that, you know, I, I'm not growing big faith because I'm some kind of big spiritual giant. My faith increases as I've experienced His faithfulness, as I know His character, as I know the nature of God, 
as I see him do miracles, as I see him save people or rescue people, my faith is growing, not because of I'm cool or I'm a big faith giant. It's because, wow, I have seen him. I have seen his faithfulness. I've seen too much to doubt right now. I've seen, how could I doubt when I've seen? And, um, you know, that's why it's important to feed on his faithfulness, as the word says, because, you know, we start to go, decline and go downhill when we forget the works of the Lord. We see that all through the Old Testament. One generation forgets and then whoosh, nosedive into the ground. And then we re- remember what the Lord has done, his faithfulness through the years. And then the Lord starts to restore. And, and uh, so, so we've, we've just experienced so much of God's faithfulness as we step out. So if we can do it, anybody in this room can do it. Trust right. me. Trust Amen. me. Let's see if this works. Motivated by love. I think these are all in order still. Oh, yeah, because it's from before, from the community. Okay. This is new for me. I'm not used to technology. That's okay. <laughs> um, so uh, we, we moved to Thailand because um, several reasons, but that the Lord opened a door for us, and it is one of the still one of the least reached and least, um, least amount of Christians nation in the world. Um, even after all these years, there's been missionaries working there, uh, people working there, and, but there's still this the Buddhism. Buddhism and animism is so, such a stronghold uh, in that religious uh, system that um, the gospel has, has not made huge inroads yet. And so a door was opened for us to go there and partner and join and jump in um, because that's from, from 1999 till now, that's always been the, this, the central focus point for us on our, what God has, has built us for. Where are people that don't have a chance, that are left out, forgotten, least reached, um, on the outskirts, not able to access the gospel or not able to hear or don't know a Christian, don't have churches around? So that's always, we always, when we're thinking, what should we be doing? What's our focus? We always bring it back to that central point. People who don't know Jesus, but people who are not being reached with the gospel. So we, that's why we went to Thailand. And um, Thailand is a, is a wild place, but I wanted to call what we're talking about today motivated by love. That's been a continual theme for us since Nepal till now. And um, it's always what I, I bring, bring back to the surface that, you know, that was God's motivation in sending Jesus. God so loved the world. It's the most well-known verse in the world. But that's, that shows us the motivation of God, love. Not, not God was so angry, God hated sin so much, all those things. Not we disappointed him so much that he had to send Jesus, all those things. He loved us. And um, that's, that's our central message as we're sharing the gospel in Buddhist context, Hindu context. That Not that Christianity is good, Buddhism is wrong. Christianity is right, Hinduism is wrong. We're right, you're wrong. Or God is mad at you, he hates Hinduism, or he hates idols, which he does. But why? Because it separates people from knowing him as their father and as the true God creator of them. That's why he hates idols, not because he hates people that worship idols. Right. So um, what we always bring back our, our message to is the love of God in Christ. Um, why did Jesus come? The love of God in Christ. Um, and that's why he still is seeking and saving the lost, because of his love. And so... We, our, our motivation, we always want to be centering back on love. 
And I would encourage all of you guys, even the evangelists in the room, just remember, always focus it back on, on the love of God in Christ. That's the motivation. Um, yes, um, separation, hell, all of the things, destruction in life now and after life. But what's the real motivation of ours? Love, the love of God. Um, I'm going to, okay. A couple more hours, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of, have you, any of you grew up, grown up in like an old style church where you had the missionaries come in, they showed the slideshow? I know you didn't, but <laughs> some of us did. <laughs> but they come in, they, get, they set up the projector and they have the little slides and they go through and they're like, and this is when we ate some worms. And then this is, I didn't put any worm pictures, but we have eaten worms and crickets and um, foxes and uh, monitor lizards, those big giant lizards, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you like weird food, then come visit us in Thailand. Well, if you like spicy food, um, but uh, I love, you know, so I'm going to, all that to say, I'm just going to show some pictures and tell some stories. Okay, so we'll, let's just, we'll just have fun. Um, this, I love this picture because I just, I can just feel the love in this picture. These girls are believers, these Thai, three Thai girls. And uh, this was at an outreach we were doing. And Milena and Maisie, they just jumped in with them. And they did this, they put together this little dance to this Christian song right before we did this outreach. And it was so, so beautiful, just displaying the love of God with each other. Excuse me. Um, let's, let's. Read through these verses together real quick, okay? There's a lot of verses. But I want us to um, look at a couple of things I'm going to encourage us on today. Let's, um, I'm going to skip through them. What's the first line? For Christ's love compels us, okay? This is 2 Corinthians 5. Christ's love compels us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. All is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. This, this is so powerful. Just spend time, just sit with this verse. It can kind of feel like, oh, I know this, it's cliche. If anyone's in Christ, new creation. You know, that's kind of on the t-shirts and everything. But this is so powerful and it shows the heart of God also and how he wants to include us in his purpose. Um, and this is something that we have, have adopted as, as our mission, and we also teach this a lot to, to believers. As um, In this section we see, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. That talks about our identity, right? right. We're completely made new, completely new creation. The old is gone. We're completely new. Our identity is new. It's because of what he did in Christ. And now he's given us, the new creations, that ministry of reconciliation. Now he's, he's giving it to us, right? He's handing it to us. Here, here's the ministry of reconciliation. Now that you're a new creation, your identity is made new in Christ. And here's what the ministry is, that God's reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins against us. What an amazing message. And we share this so often with Buddhist people. Um, some of you may be from Buddhist background, I don't know. But that the weight of your, of your sin, your karma, your, your, even your past life sins. Um, in true Buddhism, the, the belief is that 
if I did bad things in my last life before I died and was reincarnated, I, I'm paying off those sins in this life. It's not just what I do this life that's weighing on me. It's what I did last time, last time around. And so if I'm a good person, but I have this disease or I had a really bad car wreck or something, you're like, man, this must be payoff from last life. I hope I can pay it off enough, including what I'm doing in this life, that next life will be better. And I won't have to do even worse stuff. It's, what a weight to bear, you know? In the Western world, we think of, oh, I'm guilty for what I did this week. You know, or last year I did this thing and it ruined my life or whatever we might have going on. But uh, in the Buddhist concept, uh, context, you're carrying this multiplied lives of weight. Um, and there's no, there's no exact hope that I can ever be free from it. You're always wishing and do, trying to do enough works, making merit, going to the temple, doing good works to get merits, to try to outweigh, to try to pay off. And it's just this cycle that is a burden and weighs on people. And so the, the gospel is so powerful for people in this context. And, and, you know, the gospel is good news. But sometimes people feel like it's too good to be true. You know, how could that even be true? I have this whole mentality of the weight I'm carrying. So our identity is brand new, new creations. Now, as a new creation, what have I been given? The ministry of reconciling other people to God in Christ. What he's done for me, now I'm, I'm bringing other people into it. Um, and he has, the third section, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Um, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You know, Paul's writing this. Um, but he's, he's committed to us, believers, the ministry of reconciliation. We are his ambassadors. We represent him wherever we are. We're representing the kingdom of heaven every other place we're living, whether it's Noonan or whether it's Thailand or Taiwan, my brother from Taiwan back there. And uh, we are representing him. We are his representatives, ministering reconciliation. Um, so Paul then continues on. So be reconciled to God. Um, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we, we might become the righteousness of God. So uh, I want to encourage all of us to, to receive this today. You know, I want to share testimonies, but also kind of like encourage all of us, receive this, that he has given us and committed to us the, the message of reconciliation, this message that God reconciled anyone who says, okay, <laughs> to, to back to himself, and he's not counting people's sins against them. Well, I'm free from my past life sins, I'm free from this life sins, and I'm free from tomorrow's sins because of what he did in Christ. It's a beautiful thing. And um, we've been able to see people um, experience this and uh, set free from this. Here's a fun picture. 90-something-year-old um, tribal guy. Uh, he's a believer. Beautiful, beautiful little guy. Um, I'll go through these really fast, okay? Thailand, here's just a snapshot. 70 million people, pretty big country. 1% Christian. 1%. 95% Buddhist. There's some Muslims also in the south. It's still a king. There's still a king. It's a Buddhist monarchy. Um, it is unreached. You know, unreached is a word that's thrown around. But basically now the consideration is if, if there's less than 2% Christians, then... 
the Christians in that nation need a lot of outside help to be able to reach the lost. Uh, once you reach a certain point, you know, up to three, four, five percent, you start to see uh, where the, the local believers can reach their own people. So uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, missionaries go to places where there are very few Christians, because people need help still uh, knowing how to reach the lost, but also just reaching out to lost people. There are very few Christians. Um, many in Thailand uh, have never heard a clear explanation of the gospel one time. And many have never met a Christian, actually. Um, in the place we live, there are some more Christians than other parts of the country. But um, many parts of the country, people have never met a Christian or heard anything beyond the word Christian. Um, here's where, where we're located, northern Thailand. Um, you can go Google that later. <laughs> I don't need to show you that. But here's, um, we, we live in... Uh, uh, Northern Thailand, we live in a place now, it's called Lampun, and it's outside of uh, Chiang Mai, which that's kind of a well-known city. Uh, we lived there for uh, the first two years, and we helped um, a couple of different ministries. One was starting a church, we helped them get started, and we helped um, a local Thai outreach team get started that's reaching out into a specific area. Um, and then we really felt the stirring to, because we were in an area, there were lots of ministries, and, and it was the highest percentage of Christians in the country was where we lived. And we just kept feeling that stirring, like, we're, we're called to go where there's very few. There's a lot of people working here. We need to get to where there's people that still aren't having a chance, aren't being reached out to. So that was about three months ago, four months ago, and we wrote that in our updates and stuff. We shifted. It's not too far away, but we went from where uh, we lived was 6% Christian to where we live now is... Uh, less than half of 1% Christian, 0.46% Christian, uh, very few. Um, and uh, so um, this is in Thailand everywhere, temples and Buddha statues, everywhere. Because if I give my money to build this, if we build this in our area, we're making merit. We're, we're getting benefits from this. It's outweighing our karma. We're doing good things. And then we go here. Well, I don't. Buddhist people go here, and um, they, they light candles. They give money to the monks, all kinds of different things they'll do, and wishing to get good luck and prosperity, but also making merit. Um, here's a little example of a small, uh, this is a in really interesting temple I visit. I like to visit different places and pray and just see what's happening. Uh, there's a little, a little uh, Buddha idol there, but the, the, guys, the monk has put sunglasses on him, and then they've given bunches of offerings of toys and a little, all kinds of little statues and everything. Um, and it's people just bringing things to, to make merit. Uh, here's another example. You know, I just wanted you guys to be able to see kind of what's the reality when you go in the temples. Uh, there's there statues of gurus, like old teachers that people venerate and kind of respect and worship. And they'll build statues of them. Uh, but then there's also the Buddha, Buddha in different designs and styles. Um, and this is, this is all in Buddhist temples, true Buddhism. Uh, then you've got here, it looks like just kind of like a, the backyard, uh, like way out in the, in the boonies, somebody just put their junk pile. But this is actually a very special tree. Sorry, I'm not trying to turn my back on everybody over here. It's a very special tree, and um, in animism, People believe there's spirits in all of the trees, in the land, in different locations, and they've got to do 
different worship um, and merit and blessing in those places. So you see little houses there. They're like little temples. They're called spirit houses. So every day people come, and you see bottles of Fanta, red Fanta there. People come and give drinks and food and different things to try to make these the location spirits happy. If they don't do that, something bad might happen to them. So that's that fear you're living under. Yeah, they do. Stay away from Red Fanta. I'm just telling you guys. Don't drink it. But yeah, that's the reality is that they know there's this spiritual world. you know, And we do to some extent. But when you experience it, when you experience darkness and oppression, and you know what I'm talking about, but you, there's this experience of it. Um, when you don't know that there's any hope of freedom and that the Creator God has authority over all those evil things, uh, you live under this fear all the time. Um, this is the area we live now, Lampun province, uh, population 406,000, um, 0.46% Christian, uh, 34 churches, uh, 40 people or under. I can definitely say most of them are 20 and under. Uh, very small and very not very much uh, reaching out type of churches. Um, more like kind of bring your family member only. And um, but just for an example, uh, Coweta, Fayette, Troop, and Spalding counties combined are the same population as this area. Or the greater Atlanta area is the same size as this one area. Atlanta is 63% Christian. That's what it says anyway. Um, and so then you go to a place like this, less than half a percent Christian. So you, you can start to see how um, it's just difficult for the existing believers, um, even if they're strong enough and know how to share the gospel, it's hard for them to reach everyone in their area. So that's what we are spending um, a lot of our time on and what our goal is and what our focus is, is how do we help equip the existing believers to know their identity and also that they are ministers of reconciliation, that they can reach the lost, how to do that in a non, you know, a, a way where they're not just comparing religions, but they're bringing the love of God to people. And um, then also uh, with teams, we're, we're partnering with te- uh, local pastors and believers to go out and actually share the gospel, share with the lost, share with young people, um, demonstrate um, what, what God's love is like. Um, this is something we say all the time. The gospel is good news. It has to be good news for everyone. You know, it's not just, it's not just for the West. The gospel is good news. So it has to, there's got to be a way, a key where it connects to everyone. And so that's what our prayer is. Lord, how can we share in a way that will really connect with people in Thailand? Um, Son of man came to seek and save that which is lost. And that's what uh, the motivating force is, okay, Jesus, you came to seek and save that was, which was lost, to reconcile them back to God. That, that's what we want to always be keeping our eyes on, seeking and saving the lost. Okay, here's this person. They're open. They don't know Jesus. How can we share with them? How can we show them your kindness and your love? What can we pray for them? Where can we go that people need to hear the gospel? Um, Sometimes we'll, we can, you know, Jesus film still works in some places. Some places it doesn't work very well. But we've been able to go and share out um, places where people haven't been able to hear very much and show them the whole story of who Jesus is and then share the gospel and pray for them. Um, this is a picture of this lady. We were out doing outreach um, in the city uh, one week. Uh, we, we go out at least once a week um, into the town and just do evangelism outreach. Uh, we were out there, and the girl on the right is a, a girl who's we were training how to reach 
people, how to share the gospel. She was very just timid and hadn't experienced much. Um, but this day we were out there, this lady rode up on a bike and said, are you guys Christians? And she said, yeah. She's like, oh, good, I've been looking for some. I really want to be a Christian. I've only felt love from Christian people before. And uh, that was right after, you know, we had had this discussion where it's like, man, a lot of people aren't interested. They don't understand. And a lot of people in Thailand say it takes seven years for someone to come to Jesus after they hear the gospel. And that's just constantly talked about. And I'm like, anything's possible. Let's, yeah. let's believe for the impossible. Yeah. And then this day, maybe she heard the gospel seven years ago. I don't know. But that's how it works. There's a timeline, right? Um, she came up requesting, you know, asking to be saved. And it was so powerful uh, for this girl who is now a great evangelist and encouragement for me, you know, because I'm always hearing this negative report. Um, and so I'll cycle through a few more pictures here, just showing you kind of this is a setting where we went and shared with a, a pastor's uh, family and all these old wood houses. And this guy was just completely disinterested when we sh were sharing with him, talking to him. Um, and, but about a month later, the pastor called and said, hey, my, my brother-in-law decided he wanted to follow Jesus. And just like out of nowhere, like the Holy Spirit was working on him. And um, just, you just never know what, when you're putting, planting those seeds, what's going to come to fruition and what's going to happen. Um, so that's why we, you know, no matter the discouragement, we just keep pressing on and keep doing what, what Jesus said to do. This guy, some of you may have seen this picture before, the guy in the red, he's an awesome guy, um, just a little bit slowly developed, and he, but he was just a beautiful person and just uh, so kind, and we got to share with him when we were doing a lot on the street, sharing the gospel um, right after the COVID lockdowns, and uh, he, he was probably in his 60s. And he listened, and he wanted to accept Jesus. And he just, like, whenever we would talk about Jesus with him and go out and meet him, he'd just go, yes, Jesus, yes. He's just so excited. And it's just like the simple, I don't, you know, you don't, some people, you don't know how much is understood, but you can see in the heart, you know, and, and the Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I, he doesn't need to have a doctorate in <laughs> divinity. He called on the name of the Lord. Amen. And you know what, this guy... Um, probably about a month after this picture, he passed away. And it was so sad, but so I was so thankful. Because if we hadn't gone out those days, he wouldn't have known Jesus. You know, and it wasn't easy going out there. And it was it, hard to know how, if it works, if people are accepting or, if, or understanding. But that, all those kind of things always bring that reality that, man, anyone could be a moment from eternity. And so when we feel like the Lord is saying to go, let's just do it, no matter how awkward it feels. This guy also on the street, he, he was homeless, and he also accepted Jesus. Um, I'll cycle through that story. You know, Tori did a great job covering all the, all the good verses last week, so we don't need to cover all those. But, you know, Jesus' command was to go. Go everywhere and make disciples. Teach them everything I've commanded you. And um, that's, the, that's the, the great commission, the, the mission's call. You know, it's go to your family, to your neighbor, to your neighborhood, to the next town, to the next state, to the next country, but go. No matter, no matter where it's at, just go. Make disciples. Teach them what Jesus taught you. Um, and uh, Tori also went over this verse last week. It's so beautiful. Even this... Even today, you're talking about in the communion, in the song we sang, 
talking about being freed from shame and him carrying all our shame. And um, we had a, a time where we were, um, I won't go into the whole story, but uh, this verse, uh, just really the Lord put it on my heart for somebody that was just covered in shame, walking around in shame. He was supposed to be a minister. And I shared this with him. Um, uh, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Verse 11. And um, we prayed for him. He got totally set free. Um, and then he was still just kind of struggling with the mindset stuff. And we gave him a, um, an audio Bible. And he was listening to that while he works. And um, he, uh, a couple months later, we saw him. And he was like, man, I was still struggling, even though that shame was lifted off. But when I started listening to the Word of God, I'm totally free now. I just feel so set free and renewed. And you know, it just reinforces that, you know, you know, being transformed by renewing our mind to the Word. And uh, we were able, we were so thankful we got to have those audio Bibles someone blessed us with, and we gave them to a lot of illiterate people. Um, so what we've been doing in the new place we're at is going to parts of uh, town where people gather. Thailand is a little bit more of a shy, introverted type culture. And so we're looking, how can we get in people's world? In Nepal, it's like complete extrovert culture. You have to escape from people. In Thailand, you've got to go find them and say, hey, let's talk. And um, so we're looking for ways to get into people's lives and invite them into ours. Um, So we've had an awesome time. There's a local pastor that's just excited that we're there, and we're excited that he's excited to partner, and we both want to reach the lost in his city there. So we've begun partnering, doing outreaches um, in a night market area where tons of people gather and around students. And we just do music, worship, and just share the gospel on a little microphone. And it's been really beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah, the word is powerful, right? right. Harvest is plentiful. Laborers are few. Um, and so let's remember the harvest is right around us, but it's also way out there where we have no, no concept of, you know, if you've never been outside of the U.S., if you've never been to Asia, um, the harvest is so plentiful. There's just village after village, town after town after town after town, temple after temple after temple of people who are not in any way hearing or, or getting a message of the gospel or forgiveness of sins. And um, so thank you for praying and continue to pray. Lord, send out workers. Lord, strengthen the workers that are there. Pray for us that we'll be strengthened, that we'll have wisdom, that we'll really see um, ways that we can reach into people's lives and be ministers of reconciliation uh, in a way that connects and is understandable for people. Uh, we're, we're still studying language. We're, we're doing okay. We can definitely order our food. That's good, but that's important. You know, first you got to eat, then you can share the gospel. And uh, we, the pastor friend we have now that's really a blessing to us, him and his wife, uh, we're really encouraging one another. It's, it's really, we're thankful for that connection. And, um, but he's helping us also with language, and there's words that are used in the, with, in the Bible and in Christianity that aren't in everyday life, so we're kind of starting to get into that. And um, so, But pray for us. Pray for workers to be sent. Um, you send yourself. Go yourself. You know, If you guys want to, I was talking to some guys here, let's get a team coming from here, come over to Thailand and, and, um, in the next year or so, and let's, let's get on the ground and get a feel for what it's like there and minister to the lost. Um, But Jesus, always full of compassion. That's why I love this verse. I always love this. I shared this verse last time before we left, 
but it's so powerful. The compassion of Jesus, the love of God. Um, and that's what my, you know, anytime I'm talking with local pastors and people on the ground, I'm trying to communicate this. The love and compassion of Jesus is why we want to reach people. It's not because they're bad or wrong or, or deserve hell and all these things, which may be true to a certain extent. But when we look at Jesus, his compassion for them, his love for the lost uh, is, is why the motivator for all things. And so we, that's what we continue to pray. Lord, give us compassion. Let us see people with your eyes. Let us see this, this lady making tea with your eyes. What do you want to say to her right now? Um, and then he'll, you know, talk a little bit and, oh, I'm sick. I can't have kidney, I have kidney dialysis. And then we get to pray for her and all these little things that just pop up where, you know, we're not always having the big crusade where there's, you know, 5,000 people and 1,000 people raise their hand. Those are beautiful moments. But there's also all these people who would never come to something like that or might not have the chance to that just need to meet Jesus. And he starts to work in their life. And so that's what we see ourselves as um, most of our time is that we are representing Jesus. We are ambassadors of of another kingdom, another way, a way that we can be lifted all all this shame and fear and guilt. Um, And so just the last few pictures here, and I'm going to wrap up. Here's the, the little guy we were praying for. This is, I took a picture, that the guy who was really set free from shame. And then here he is getting the audio Bible. And now he's one of the main uh, kind of spiritual leaders in that little church in this town. He's an awesome musician. He's a great worshiper. It's so, just so beautiful to see God redeem, you know, even uh, people in the worst situations. Uh, one last story, and then I'll wrap it up here. Short story. This lady... Uh, we sent this in some of our updates, but this lady was in an animist background. So her whole life spent trying to appease the spirits, trying to make the spirits happy, make her ancestors happy, make the location spirits, the tree spirits, doing all this worship and merit and money and everything. And she's, what, in her 60s. And she uh, shared with our friend, oh, I'm just so burdened and afraid and just, oh, just always spending my money and never have enough. And, and our friend who's from the same tribe as her was sharing her testimony that not only am I free, but two generations of my family ago, my whole, my whole village heard the gospel. And in that generation, my whole village came to Jesus. And it's completely turned it around from all this just, just darkness and fear and disease and all these things to now the whole village are Christians. They all go to meet in one church together. There's no division even among the Christians. It's this beautiful testimony of what's possible. It turned around a whole village, the gospel. And by the third generation now, they've got their young people that are going out as evangelists to other people. So she's sharing it with this lady, and she's like, I need this. My life is like what you're saying your village was two generations ago. It's just awful, and she's old, and she doesn't have a husband, and it's just a burden all the time. So we all got to share with her. She came to a big Christmas event we did. Um, And the second time we went out and did a big Christmas event, she traveled to come to it. And she came up to Cassidy and the other lady and said, okay, I'm ready. Because she had kind of like, I don't know, my family will be angry at me for being a Christian and all this kind of stuff. She said, okay, I'm ready. I need this. I need Jesus. And they're like, okay. So this moment, they're praying with her. And she's just surrendering her life to Jesus. And it was so beautiful. Uh, not only that, in this time, 
they were praying for her physically because she had all this arthritis in her knees and her hands. Um, her fingers, joints are locked. I don't know if that's a real medical condition, but she said the doctor said, you have joint lock. And she, to even lift a cup, she had to lift it like this. She couldn't bend her hands. And we didn't know the full extent of her problems this night, but everyone prayed for her that she'd be completely healed and restored, and that she gave her life to Jesus. And, you know, we saw her maybe a month after this at another discipleship gathering she came to. And this is her. She's so happy. She came up to me and was like, look at this. <laughs> it's like totally healed in her 60s. And, and even, her, even her knees, even her knees, the pain is gone from her arthritis in her knees. You know, and in natural terms, you'd be like, oh, she's just old. She's just going to have pains. But the Lord was so kind to her to set, not only give her salvation in that moment, free her from all that burden, but also restore her body. And so we see her very regularly now. And she's just so full of joy. Almost every time I see her, she comes up, she's like. <laughs> she's so, so awesome. So she's still being discipled. You know, she had this lifetime of all this kind of way of thinking. But she just loves Jesus, and she loves to be around the believers. So um, that's the kind of things that are happening um, as people really hear and, and, and receive uh, this message of reconciliation, just that freedom from the burdens of religion that's weighed on them. Um, and so we're just so thankful right now, um, the partnerships that we've been able to build, and as we're still like not perfect in language, we've got just some partners that are really so kind and loving and just welcoming us in, and we're able to encourage them too and bring some things and help help them see things from a little different perspective just in, um, in how to share the gospel. And this is our pastor friends who are helping us with language and we're helping in their church. Um, and so, here's my last, last slide. Second to last. 2.8 billion people in the world who still lack access to the gospel. These are the numbers that are, are crunched by all the, the numbers guys. Consider, considering unreached people groups, different language groups and ethnic groups, who has believers in them, who has churches among them, and then counting up in those groups. Um, some people say even more than this. I think this is more of a realistic number. 2.8 billion people in the world who lack access regularly to the gospel or to another believer who can share the gospel with them. That is almost hard to believe, isn't it, in today's age, that many people who don't have access to the gospel. Um, and so uh, this is a David Platt. I love how he said it. But followers of Christ cannot settle for anything less than to pray passionately, give sacrificially, and go intentionally for the glory of Christ among all peoples. And so all, all that to say, we all have a part to play. It's not just our family or other people who go on trips or different things, but we all have a part to play. Pray, give, go yourself. Um, we all have a part to play in Jesus getting glory among all peoples. And uh, so, yeah, we just invite you. Join us. Pray for us. Take our prayer card. It has a cool little QR code. It has our, like, update emails and stuff. And, um, and we're, we're so thankful for your partnership with us. And welcome to come visit us. We'd love to have any of you. And we can... Talk more about that another time. But we are all ambassadors. I'll leave you with this. Stir you up.
We're all ambassadors. Every one of you who is a follower of Jesus, you're an ambassador, a minister of reconciliation. So let's, let's keep our eyes open to reach the least reached, forgotten, overlooked people around us every day. I know they're here, in, not in this church, in this, in this city. I know they're here. Um, I know they're in, in every place. I know they're where we live. Um, one encounter with the love of God through you can change their life. That is a, a fact. One encounter with the love of God through you can change somebody's life and their whole family's life. Um, and that's one of the things the Lord showed me uh, about a year ago as I was really praying about what, you know, what is our role with people to disciple them, get them to you. And I just saw this picture where I'm standing here and there's a person here who doesn't know Jesus. Jesus is here and I'm taking his hand and I'm taking their hand and I'm doing this. If I can get them to Jesus, if I can help give them, get them to encounter the love of God in Christ, encounter Jesus, their life can change. Um, and so that's, that's how we view our, our job as missionaries. How can we connect people, give people an encounter, an experience knowing Jesus and hear the gospel? So thank you. Um, I'll pray for all of us. And then Clint, you can go. Um, Is there, any, is there anybody here who has already in your life felt like called to kind of cross-cultural or reaching people who are far off from God? Is there any, anyone here? Raise your hand. I'll especially pray for you. Bob, I know you, brother. JJ, Glenn, I know you guys back there. <laughs> so yeah, let me pray for you guys, and then I'll also pray for just everyone. Lord, I do pray for each of these that specifically feel a stir, whether it was 40 years ago or just today, a stir that we want to reach the lost. We want to reach the lost around us, but we want to go to wherever the, the least reached are, people who don't have a chance to hear the gospel, people who don't know you. Lord, I pray for each of these here today that feel that stirring and that part of their identity in you. Lord, that you would equip them, empower them. Lord, give them vision and eyes to see. Lord, give them uh, the, the courage to take steps of faith, to begin to step into that purpose you've put in their heart, that calling and that desire and passion you've put in their heart. Give them courage and boldness to take steps of faith that might not be completely clear. Lord, I pray you give them wisdom and you open up doors for them. Jesus, we know you want to reach the lost more than we ever could. So we say yes to you. And we know that you will open up miraculous doors for us to step out and to reach people and to share. Lord, thank you that you have committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, I pray that each of us would be faithful Lord, we'd be faithful with the ministry you've committed to us to reconcile and bring people back to know you, God, in Christ, in your love. Lord, bless each one here. I pray you bless this church, Lord, with provision and larger spaces and, Lord, uh, people that, that need to be here that aren't. And, Lord, each person that's here to really grow into their full identity in you. And, Lord, I pray that many would be sent out from here into, yes, into places Lord. to reach the lost for you. Lord, we bless this place. We thank you for this church family in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> yeah, show them some love. Let's get the let's get the kids. We keep the kids up here too. Yeah, the three kids. Um. Wow. Praise God. You can turn this down just a little bit. So, we want to pray for you guys and send you out. So, um. Uh, 
We love to support this work financially. Let me just let me just say that. Um, if you are moved by them, you want to sow into what they're doing, even if you're not prepared to give today, uh, all of their giving comes through this church. So you can go to uh, the normal avenues to give, and then there's a field for the Kretzus in the drop-down field for the fund. I, I encourage you, you know, put a little bit, set up a recurring gift monthly toward what they're doing, even if it's $5, even if it's just a little bit or $100, or $1,000, whatever it is. You pray and you do something to sow into them. Because don't you believe in what they're doing? I mean, my goodness. And 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 I know as missionaries, it's like you hate to ask for money. You don't want to ask for money. I know you guys are confident in what you're doing. You believe in what you're doing. But um, I'll say thank you for going because it gives us an opportunity, honestly, to partner and sow into and help reach that part of the world. And, and it's a, Sarah and I have a yeah. monthly gift yeah. set up, and we, we, we love to do it. Yeah. So, um, I was just going to – I don't think it's off. That, that's Adam's mic. Hello. Hello. Okay. I was just going to say, I know they've already been incredibly blessed by our church family, but let's bless them even more. Um, I don't think they've had to struggle in it by any means, but let's abundantly bless them. Like, this is a hard thing to live over there with their family, and we just want no doubt of provision for every step that they want to make. And they they need the money to also bless other people because they are very yeah. generous. That's so, right. I, I don't want bless. you guys having to worry about money while you're over there and then have more than enough to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Yeah. The Lord's so, always been faithful, but yeah, we just pray, you know, a lot of people catch the vision and increase in whatever way, because we all share in the blessing of it and you get to share in the fruit, you know? So, you know, of course, all of our travel expenses and that stuff, but the more ministry we can do, because a lot of places we have to travel to do things or to give out or to say, let's do it around food or whatever. And we'd love to be able to do stuff like that just to increase the amount of people that we could invite in. So that's the kind of stuff that it goes for. So it's great. And the Lord always stretches it. He's always been faithful. We've never been in, you know, like, you know, any kind of need or want that we couldn't, that he doesn't meet. But, and he's also that's provided awesome. very creatively and just right on time. And we've seen so many miracles and yeah. I just want to, I was going to highlight Stacy. Wave at us back there, Stacy. Stacy has their info cards. Just grab one on the way out, put it somewhere where you'll see it, and, and at least pray for them. But uh, that has all their information. And yeah. then specific prayer needs. Yeah, so we just love everybody to, you know, join the team in whatever way you feel. Just to pray about that and to, to join us. And even if it's just sending, you know, a Facebook message saying, keep going or we're with you. You know, that means the world to us. You know, it is far away. It's an isolated place. We miss our family. We miss some things. But it's always worth it, you know. But some of the prayer points, just the people that we're working with and stuff, just the open hearts to, um, you know, receive the message and being willing to, um, you know, step out with us and all that kind of stuff. And so, and for the, um, just the grace that empowers, you know, for them to really, these um, pastors, leaders, and the lay people in the church, just the believers to, um, you know, for the Lord to touch them, to show them the need around them and to, you know, compel them by love, you know, for them, you know, we pray for everybody, you know, the Lord to touch them and, and um, to experience his love so that they have that to give away to others, you know. And so y'all specifically, 
specific prayer needs. What do yeah. you think yours so is? So for us, you know, I, I mean, that's the same for us, that we would constantly stay connected to the source so that we have the overflow to give away, you know. Language. And that's what I was going to say. And Help them learn the, the language, language, Jesus. Yeah. The means for it, yes. I mean, and so, yeah, for our language kids. to increase. The kids do amazing. But, yeah, it, it you know, you, you feel like you're not confident in it. But we also have a lot more to learn, you know. And so that's, that's an expense as well. But also, you know, we people. need that grace of the Lord just to help us learn language and the, the chances to practice and reach out like that with the language. So, well, yeah. we're, we're, we're going a little bit long, but thank you. It's just been great. So great to see you guys. And I know you'll be in town or in the country for a little bit longer. Will we see you again here? I know y'all got other yeah. stuff to do. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, Jesse, you don't have anything on your heart, do you? You want to say? He's like, no, nope. <laughs> good. Uh, he's like, hurry up. I'm hungry. I'm kidding. He didn't, he didn't say that. So let, let's stand up. And we want to pray for them. And I've asked, I've asked Glenn to step up and pray for you guys. We'll pray for you guys. And uh, maybe you can make your way back there and answer all the questions. I kind of wanted to take some time for questions, but we don't really have time for that now. <clears throat> Connect with them on social media. You can support financially through the church, even if you're not prepared today. In the weeks and months to come, think about them, pray for them, consider, ask the Lord what he would have you do. And let's pray for them. Father, we just thank you for the Kretzus. We we thank you for just the inspiration to be, you know, reminded that the Great Commission, you know, is it's it's people around us, but it's it's the far reaches of the world. Two point eight billion people. So Lord, we just bless them. We we thank you for uh Lord, the gift of tongues, the gift of Thailand tongues for them. You know, just supernaturally that their brains would absorb it like little children, you know, just picking it up and speaking better than they can imagine, Lord. And for the kids as well, Lord, strength for the kids, direction for them, wisdom as parents, um, Father, for strength to go, you know, and to be far from family. And Lord, help us to, to gather around. I'm even thinking of myself just to just encourage to send those emails, to send those text messages saying, hey, we're with you guys. We love you guys. We support you. We're, we've been praying for you. And so, Father, thank you for what you're going to do. Open hearts there, Lord. Just these generations, these just hundreds, thousands of years of shame and guilt. Lord, we ask that that would just be, would come down right now in the name of Jesus, that you'd bring that down, bring the message of your word, the message of the gospel to these people, Lord, that they would receive it. They'd say, wow, this is awesome. This is too good to be true news. And they'd be touched, transformed, healed like that precious lady. Lord, we pray for more of that, more of that, because it follows the gospel. It follows the word. And so, Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you that we have the opportunity to partner with them and to love them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. And if you are in the room today and you haven't said yes to Jesus, Glenn right here, he'll, he'll be down here. You want to make Christ your Savior and Lord for the first time, slide down here to the front. He will pray with you. Otherwise, you guys go ahead and head on back there. Show them some love. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, everybody. Love you guys. Be, have, have a great, great week. week.